0: We are very privileged today to um, have Pastor Glenn Jenkins with us and his lovely wife, Isabel. Um, Glenn's been with us on our journey from the start, really, and before then. Um, and he's one of those awesome men of faith that we love having speaking into our lives and, and guiding us and um, encouraging us. And um, I find whenever I get around Glenn and Isabel and you hear some of the stories of what's happening around the world literally um just encourages and challenges and um and we're always blessed to have them with us and i think we don't have them enough really but uh yeah, they're busy people although he's talking about going back to my i'm just warning you now <laughs> so um let's um give glenn a, a warm welcome as he comes and joins us and uh blesses us yeah Yeah, it's good. It's good being amongst friends, despite this thing going up and down like I don't know what. Yeah, it's it's it is really lovely. Father, we we invite you here today. We just say, Lord, thank you for coming and sharing with us. Lord, that we can actually hear you and know your presence. Lord, to encounter you personally in this place. Lord, the place is pretty cool. Lord, we'd just ask you, Lord, as we sit here just for a few minutes, that, Lord, you would warm it up in some way for us. (laughs) Because you're a loving God, you're a caring God, and, Lord, none of us want to have pneumonia. (laughs) And so, Lord, thank you for an encounter with your warmth, the warmth of your love in this place, Lord. (laughs) Are you up for believing that today? I am. Yeah. It's good to know that we can encounter him. You know, it's... We, he, we come to church and we hear, a lot, we hear lots of stuff, hey, but the truth of the matter is we, we actually want to experience him, yeah, and that was a lovely time of worship, wasn't it? Do you enjoy the time of worship? I did. hope you don't mind me just yakking on like this, is that okay? Yeah, we, 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 the church we go to, we're never quite sure what's going to happen next, to be absolutely honest, and usually we, we, we know, it's, we have no idea what's going to happen next, so we just keep on keeping on. And uh, I was sharing with Phil one of the ladies in our church. She was chatting to me on Wednesday. We have a few meetings. She um, she was she's been she's she just a granny, you know, seventy something, and um, she she moved into these homes West places just near the Wacker. and she has a real view of life as that that, that God is actually walking with her wherever. And I'm sure most of us here do as well, that we believe in a God who wants to be with us, he is interested in us, he loves us, he cares for us, he wants us to make right choices about life. And, you know, one of those choices is believing that he's actually in this room now. That's a big thing. There's a lot of people out there who don't even believe that's even possible. But, you know, if if we actually believe it's possible that an almighty God who actually cares for us and loves us, hey, actually wants to dwell with us, you know. With my engineering background, you know, you might say it's the last thing you could ever think of. Well, it doesn't matter whether you're an engineer, whether you're a scientist, whether you're a, a solicitor, whether you're a whatever. It's, it's, the, the reality of the fact is that God is actually here with us today. I'm quite thrilled about that. What do you reckon? And I reckon that's just the most amazing thought. And anyway, this granny, her name is Joy. And uh, she lives in this home, West House, so I say. And it's been a bit of a thing. She said, "There's all these people making all this noise, and you know, there, there are a few of our Indigenous folks, and they were just screaming and making the place an absolute terror." And she said, "I was standing at—I saw all this going on out, and I went outside, and they came running at me, and you know, I," sh-, she said, "I had no idea what to do, but I just sh- shook their hand." <laughs> and so, as she shook their hand, they quiet and right down, and hello, <laughs> hello. And why, why, how, did, how did she manage to do that? Well, it really was the fact that she was believing that Jesus was with her. You know, just standing there and just in this rather threatening situation for her. Anyway, she was saying on Wednesday how, um, you know, since she's actually got there, she's been praying like whatever for, for, for everybody in that place because it was real disruptive and noisy. And, you know, the place has just been quite a, quite a difficult place to be. This is our city, by the way. <laughs> We're talking about up in Perth. Uh, and uh, she said, there's this guy next door, he's 88 years of age. And, uh, you know, he, he had oxygen tubes and all this kind of thing. He could hardly walk up and down the stairs and he was in a real bad way. And uh, anyway, she just said, you mind if I pray for you? So, she, so he said, yeah, go on then, eh? I suppose you might do something anyway. So that, that was it, she prayed for him, he just stayed as he was. I think it was the next day, a couple of days later, he knocked on the door and said, Mrs, I want to talk to you. No more oxygen pipes. He he said, I've just come back from taking the dog for a walk. (laughs) She said, what happened to you, mate? (laughs) He said, well, actually, I was in my room, and there was this sort of person was there, and he'd got a sort of frock on. (laughs) And she said, "What, what do you mean, got a frock? Well, it's like a dress. You know, okay. And, um, and what happened? What was his face like? That's what she said. She said it was, it was just like sunshine. And she said, as I looked at this person, there were several of them there. And I don't know what it was, he said, but I'm healed. This is within the last week here in Perth. This isn't somewhere else like Medan. I said, Joy, you ought to hire yourself out to Holmes West to go and quieten places down. (coughs) It's just recognising that God is actually with us. It's it's not as though we come into the place and we're saying, Lord, come down, come down, come down, come down. No, he's already here. He actually is here. I had some friends years ago who used to worship and praise and pray for Israel uh, four hours a day. Um, for 13 years in a place called Bethlehem, which you may have heard of. <laughs> and they, they, they used to intercede there for, for all those years. And, and, you know, if you're going to pray for four hours, you've got to believe something. You're either trying to get him to come down or saying, why aren't you coming down? You know, let's, let's, get, let's get down to brass tacks, God. Why aren't you here? I'm not going to pray for you to come down. You're here. And they actually started to take that tack. And they started to, to, their singing changed and they taught us a little bit how to do it. And that They basically changed from saying, Lord, we open our doors to you, to saying, Lord, the doors are open and you're coming through. When, when it was in terms of actually asking, Lord, we ask you for your anointing to come down. No, they didn't used to sing that. They said, your anointing is here and it's coming. Your anointing is falling Your anointing is falling. And there was just an almighty presence when they used to actually do that. We we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight, because if we could actually see what God is actually wanting us to see by faith, we would say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's a different way of looking at life. And I really want to share that a little bit with you this morning. Just the fact of making choices, making God's choices. Not just good choices, it's making God choices. That's what I want. And, and what kind of God choices do we want to make? Well, we, we see as He sees. And we start to say what He says. And we start to do what He shows us to do. Yeah? So the essence of making God's choices, or good choices, whichever you like to put it, but personally I'd say it's God's choice, because if you've not made a choice for God, then please do it. That's the best thing I ever did, 23rd of May, 1973. I know that's a long time. I know it's last century, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I've been that around that long. <laughs> it was last century, but it was as clear as the day, 9.30 in the morning, when Jesus came into my life. If you've never had Jesus in your life, it can be that real and I remember going home that night and there was a lady who had been talking to me in the previous night she said what's happened to you I said what do you mean what's happened to me she said you're smiling <laughs> I said "Well, I think I invited Jesus to come into my life this morning because <laughs> you know I really didn't know too much about anything really <laughs> and, and she said you must have come then mustn't he <laughs> And really life has just moved on since that time and here we are now the other side of the world with just wonderful people like you and and just just understanding that that if we make God choices in our life we we start to choose what we look at and the way we look at and we start to choose what we say and how we say it and we choose what to do and how we do it. And fundamentally that's it. I can go home now, is that all right? (laughs) Yeah. Seriously though, (laughs) I've got five minutes anyway. I I was standing in a meeting years ago down in Bustleton, and uh, I'd got my notes to preach and all that kind of stuff and and I felt the Lord said, no, I don't want you to preach those notes. Can you imagine that? I suppose a bit like this church really. You never know what you're going to say next year. (laughs) But I thought I did. But I stood there and I thought, I have no idea. And this is what the Lord said because I started to speak and I had no idea what the next word I was going to say. A bit like today I had no idea what next was going to happen and it was it, these words came out of my mouth if you could see as I could see then you wouldn't say what you you wouldn't say what you say and you wouldn't do what you do if you could see this is God saying through me to the people that were there and I suppose he's saying that to you today as well if you could see as God can see then you would not say some of the things you say and you would not do some of the things that you do. Why is that? Because we, we, we're very earthly. Let's face it, if you kicked me, it would hurt me. And, and, and the truth of the matter is that God's got a much better thing for us. Yeah. Some of the things that we do very much respond to how we see things. There's a, there's a guy I know, he said, behavior is the echo of belief. What you believe will mean how you behave. yeah. Behaviour is the echo of belief. (laughs) Therefore, whatever you believe, you will start to be. You will start to do. Yeah. So what's your belief today? Are you making a God choice? Is God in this place here today? Wanting to speak to you? Wanting to touch your body? Wanting to... To, to start to, to change a little bit anyway, because I know you're a bit of a way out group here. <laughs> Not quite as way out as ours, I must admit. <laughs> but, but the truth of the matter is that, that <clears throat> he's here. He really is here. He really is here. And he really does care. You know, in the Bible it says about Jehovah Shammah. Have you ever heard of that name? Do you know what it means? The God who is there the God who is here. As we... Um, I, I've actually got a scripture to share. <laughs> but I'm sort of getting ran to it. Is that all right? You don't mind? Um, you, woman, if, if you're getting too cold, just, just don't, you won't phase me in the slightest if you want to just stand up and just go like that. All right? You won't phase me in the slightest. Some of the stuff that goes in our church, don't worry about it. It's really not an issue. <laughs> and... Uh, I mean that as well, seriously. You know, um, I, I'm no longer doing engineering. I did engineering for quite a number of years on and off. And uh, my last job that I was doing was, was on a, a conceptual development of a, a conceptual design of a new building for the centre of Perth. And this particular building uh, is going to be built on the Swan Brewery site. I don't know if any of you know that site in the centre of Perth. It's quite a huge place, and it's been a site that has been abandoned for many years. Uh, Numerous people have tried to build something on there, but for one reason or another, it's just never gone. And anyway, um, as I say, one of my last jobs in engineering was to actually do a concept design on some buildings for that site. And, uh, you know, if if I was actually looking at the site, I'd say nothing's going to happen here. You know, it's, it's, it's a huge rise and fall on that particular site. And, uh, but the paperwork was telling me there's going to be three multi-storey buildings there. One is going to be something like a 34-storey office block. The next one is going to be a, a combined hotel and apartments around about 35 storeys. And there's going to be another one over 40 storeys of, of apartments on that Swan Brewery site. Now, I've told you that. That's the information I've given you. If I was God, I was saying to you, I am going to put on that block three multi-storey blocks. This is, if, if God was speaking to you, said, I am purposing to put in Perth three multi-storey blocks. But then you say, but there's nothing on the land. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to do it Anyway. Uh, but there's nothing there. I can't see it, I can't feel it, I can't see it. Therefore, if I can't see it, what I'm saying is there's nothing there. How can I do anything with it? There's nothing there. Yeah? Remember what we said, if you could see as I could see, then you would not say what you're saying, no. See what the Lord gave me the next day was this, if you could see as I could see, so haha. I have to see from I have to make the choice to see from God's point of view. Even as we were in worship they we're making the choice to see that God's actually in this place, yeah? Yeah, he's actually here. Okay, shall I pull this one out or are they turning? Okay, that's good. That's neat. <sighs> and so here was I working in my engineering office on this conceptual design for this huge set of buildings. So that, you know, If I actually look at it, it's actually not there but if I actually accept what is actually spoken of, it, it actually is there, but it's not yet manifest. Do you following what I'm saying? I hope I'm not getting too complicated. It's a bit like the things that God says about your life, isn't it? God has said things for your life. You can't see him yet, but you could actually put money in the bank based on it <laughs> because God has said that to you. That's a good statement. <laughs> so if we make God choices, then we choose what to see, what we choose to look at, and it will guide what we say and what we do. So I, I noticed a few months ago, they're actually digging foundations on that block now. And those multi-story blocks are starting. And it's just the most amazing thing. The, the, the other statement which comes out of it for me I will get into the scripture in a minute. Is that all right? Just in case anybody's getting nervous, this bloke, you know. The one thing I've realized as well is is that the surveyors have gone to that property and they've put a particular reference point and everything on that whole building site will be referenced to that one reference point. So every measurement is made from that one point. If we were to measure this room up, with respect to, say, the note C on here. Every measurement in this room would be to that. Yeah? And if we tried to measure something slightly to the side, then the building would be slightly out of kilter. You know, you can imagine, here's my reference point. I'm standing here and I'm looking up at this 40-storey building and all these measurements are made with reference to me and, and the door is just nice and square And then I stand over here. (laughs) How's that door going to be? It's going to be out out of whack, isn't it? So everything in that building is referenced. And I I just want to say to you that whatever whatever God says is referenced to Jesus. Anything outside of that reference point is out of whack. (laughs) Because God, (laughs) I mean, God is... Jesus, (laughs) not to put too fine a point on it, (laughs) Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you know, God said, that is my reference point, that is my reference point, don't join anything over here, you know, it's amazing how you and I, when we walk through life, we hear God speak to us through prophetic word, or, or particularly out of the scriptures, and somehow we hear it, but let it go, it's gone, yeah, sort of, where'd that go? (laughs) <laughs> I want to say if God is good enough to speak it into your life and confirm it you can bank on it. If you consider it's up to you, the only up to you that you have to actually live from is to step onto that reference point and it will be measured from that reference point. If you if you're unsure where you are, get back to that reference point yeah so if you have slid away from God <laughs> and you're over here get back to that reference point because it's going to reference from that point God says get to Jesus that's the one allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you and I can begin to work and show you things in your life again yeah so what promises has God spoken over your life You don't have to tell me. I'm just, just hanging on for a minute just to let you think about it. So what what promises has God spoken over your life that you really feel? I know that for me, a particular lady prophesied over me many years ago, and I've hung on to that one. I've hung on to it. Every now and again, it would just filter back up to the top, and then somebody would come along and confirm it, and it would just filter up to the top and, and whatever, and I'd pass it by people that I respected in the Lord, and they'd say, yeah, no, that sounds fine, it sounds good. Yeah, and so that, that, that was 1970, what was it? About 77, 78 when that happened. It's not totally fulfilled yet, but it's starting to happen. I suppose what I'm saying today is making God choices, choosing to make God's choices. At what you see, at what you say, And what you do now? I'm going to open the scripture now. Is that all right? (laughs) Let's go to Ezekiel 37. Now, this is all about a gang of people who felt they should have been living in Israel, but actually were were living in Babylon or up there, not in the place they expected to be. In other words, they expected to be standing on that reference point. Remember, we talked about the reference point. The reference point they'd always understood, but in actual fact, they were no longer there, and they were saying, Hey, what, what's happening? You know, why, why isn't this promise happening to me? <laughs> why, why is it just not happening? <clears throat> and uh, this, is, this is about um, a group of people and a particular man called Ezekiel. Ever, ever heard of a man called Ezekiel? He's in the Bible, it's the Old Testament. It's a bit I haven't cut out of the Bible, by the way. <laughs> and it says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. So these weren't literal bones. These are what he was seeing. He, you could say he was sitting on the side of his bed, if you like. And, and he had an experience that God started to speak to him. And he took him in a vision. It took him in a dream, in a trance, whatever you like to say. It was, it was not in his thinking particularly. And then he caused me to pass by them all round. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. The Lord would say to you this morning, hear the word of the Lord. (laughs) Hear the word of the Lord. Yep. (sighs) Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. What has God spoken to you? Has God spoken to you that he's going to breathe life into you and you will live? Okay. I'll put sinews on you, bring flesh upon you cover you with skin, put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone then bones, then bones, them dry bones then bones, then bones, then dry bones now hear the word of the Lord you could all get that one too. <laughs> indeed as I looked the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over but there was no breath in them Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. He was speaking about a nation. He was speaking about a whole gathering of people it might be speaking to australia the equivalent of speaking to australia is saying son of man these bones are the whole house of australia they indeed say because they were looking at the situations they say our bones are dry our hope is lost and we ourselves are cut off amazing Therefore prophesy to them and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, cause you to come up from your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord God, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Father... We just ask you to speak to us through this scripture, Lord. Lord, we're not interested in just titillating our brain. But Lord, we ask you to speak directly into our spirit, Lord. That that which is of value to us, then you want to speak it, Lord, that you would do it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, the, when, we, when we see things in the wrong way, we start to say things the wrong way. And if we see and say things the wrong way, we start to do the wrong thing. Behaviour is an echo of belief. I've already said that. It's so as we see something, so we start to say what we see and we start to do. But if we're choosing to make the wrong choice, then we start to see the wrong thing. And what do we do? We say the wrong thing and we start to do the wrong thing. What this scripture is saying about these people, they were saying, they were looking and they were saying, we are cut off. There's the people of Israel, what had happened was that they'd been unfaithful to God. And um, for one reason or another, they were, they were kicked out of their own country and they were taken to a place and they were living there in exile. I think we're probably familiar with the book of Ezekiel. And so here they were and they were feeling cut off. They were feeling separated from everything that they'd ever wanted. The reference point, if you like. Remember the reference point for the building? They were no longer on that reference point. And they were seeing everything just out of kilter. And wondering why life wasn't working like it should do. You know, a lot of the people that um, we fellowship with in our church there, very similar. You know, it, it's one thing talking about a scriptural thing here, but let's get down to brass tacks. What, you know, there's a friend of mine who's, who, who came from a divided family. Mum and dad um, divorced, and the mum had been talking for years how he was going to leave me, he's going to leave me, he's going to leave me. She just kept on saying, he's going to leave me, he's going to leave me. Guess what? He left her. Got married to, to an, an, a, a, just a beautiful lady who had real issues because her family had done the same thing. And all she was saying to him, you're going to leave me, you're going to leave me, you're going to leave me, you're going to leave me. To leave me. And he's hanging on for as much as he can to say, no, I'm not. But it's like she, her eyes are closed. She, she can't see that he's hanging around. And he's saying, I'm going to hang around. But quite frankly, if I were him, I would, apart from God, he wouldn't be able to. Yeah, This is just one family. I could record a similar sort of thing quite a lot of times. These are people we're working with. And I can see so clearly the way they're looking at something promotes what they say. And eventually as they say it, it will happen. (laughs) And I suppose what I'm saying is this morning with these people of Israel here they're looking at a situation they say we are cut off we're, we're, at, we're away from our reference point we're away from the land where we wanted to be our hope is gone and we ourselves are cut off they were saying we're as dry as a bone we haven't got any hope and and there doesn't seem any way of getting back to that reference point no way of finding peace you know when you contrast that to somebody who's looking at God and you know it says The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Not just any kind of peace, but the peace of the Messiah, which is a complete wholeness of peace, completely whole from the top of your head to the tips of your toe to every aspect of your life. That's the reference point that you and I as Christian people have been called to actually enter into. We can actually stand in that place and know that as we stand in the reference point that God has given to us, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can walk in that level of blessing. As, and we will, as, we, as we look at life from that particular point, life, as it were, if I put it back to those 3 three multi-story, will be good. We can walk through doors. We can walk through life. so we have these people we have many people in our society here who are saying I'm totally dry I don't have any hope and I am cut off you know Joy was administered to these people a lot she's quite a lady but she's only a grandma you know in fact there's two grannies there I tell you they're they're tremendous but you know they wouldn't pretend to have any kind of ministry in their opinion (laughs) In God's opinion, he looks at these sort of five-foot-nothing ladies and said, they're they're my goers for God. (laughs) They're my goers for God. They're changing, um, you you know, units. They're they're changing homes, west apartment blocks for Jesus. He's got them in there. Where are you? (laughs) But, you know, what I love about this particular passage of Scripture is this. It says... Three things, they said three things. Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, we ourselves are cut off. But what did God call upon his people to do? What did God call upon Ezekiel to do? What does God call upon you to do? First off, he says, listen, (laughs) be in the spirit, understand that I'm here, that I want to work in and through you, even in the midst of this place, even in the midst of this fellowship. And he said, and he said, but he will show you the situation. And, and at one point, he, he led them and showed them all these bones. And then he said, "Can I? Can these live? Can these bones live, son of man?" I said, "Well, you alone know. I don't know. No, I don't think. No, I just don't know." <laughs> and again, he said to me, "Prophesy to these bones." Oh, do you notice something between what the people have been saying and what? 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 What is it? Do you, come on, come on, feedback. Give us a hint. All right, they were saying, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, we ourselves are cut off. Then God says, Prophesy to these bones. Is there a connection? Speak, yeah. How about bones? Yeah. Prophesy to the bones. He said, Start to speak my word to the bones. What's your situation? You know, like, like that situation I've just shared with you of my friend there. And, he, and his mother had, had said he's gonna leave. And then his wife is saying, I'm gonna leave, or he will leave me. What's he gonna do? It's almost like if he did the Ezekiel thing and said, No, I'm not going to leave. I declare I will not leave. I declare blessing over my wife. I declare breaking of this word that she's saying over my life. I break this thing off her life. Yeah? Is that hard? It's everybody got hold of that. So, number one it said prophesy to the bones. So, what the Lord was showing him was the negative situation that these people were speaking out of their mouth. But what he's saying is that for people of God, can actually, as they listen to what God is saying, they can start to prophesy the solution. The problem is this, but God will give you the solution to that problem. It's like saying, on that land, there is going to, there's nothing there. The Swan Brewery, it'll never go anywhere. But God is saying, yes, it will. Yes, it will. My purpose is for there to be three, three, three multi-story blocks on there. Or if you like, my purpose for the people of Israel is to take them back into their land. Yeah? And so I want you to prophesy what my will is for those people. Yeah? Okay not too complicated no it's all right because i believe that god wants you to do that as a as a group i believe he wants you to do that as a group i believe he wants you to be able to prophesy over the area where you live here and to bring to to birth what god is actually doing through you you know sure we meet like this on on a sunday and you know As Phil said, I've been around for a while with you in one way or another. But but the truth of the matter is God actually wants to do something much greater than you imagine. Now, I don't know more than that. All I know is that Phil has a vision or or the family have a vision and many of you probably have that vision. But you do have to start to speak it into being. You have to powerfully declare it. Because we're... When those people declared the whole thing of being, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off, that they were themselves prophesying failure over their own lives. Yeah? They were prophesying it. When, when, when my friend's mum was saying that's what it was, she was prophesying over her own life. And she was putting herself into a position of the enemy was then given permission to come into her life and to destroy her marriage. And what God is saying, I want you to restore marriages. I want you to restore people's fellowship with me in this whole area. I want you to do it. And whilst you may just look at yourselves as a number of people gathering on a Sunday, God has got a place in the Spirit for you where you can actually declare His plan and His purpose and you will see families come back And you will see marriages mended. And you'll see the sick healed. That which you've been declaring this morning, actually. But God is saying, you have to stand in that place in the Spirit and to oppose what people are saying. And declare it in the name of Jesus. And you'll start to see things happen. Because it's saying in verse 5, Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. So what is God saying? These people are saying, we're as dry as a bone, <laughs> literally. And God says, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. No, I'm as dry as a, you shall live. I'm as dry as you shall live. I'm a, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes time. It takes a process. But that's what God's saying. He said, you've got to do it. It's very practical. He raised Ezekiel up to do this ministry. He's raising this place up. He's raising every church in my belief, but particularly this one, to do it. What do you want? What do you want? What do you really want for the people around here? Do you just want to build a church or do you just want to see the place changed? Question, isn't it? And he says, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So, verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Yay, he's got the message. (laughs) Earlier on he was saying, I don't know whether anything could ever happen. (laughs) But here he's saying, yeah, all right, I'll have a go. You never know, I might win. It's everybody warmer. Do do get up if you're really getting cold, and just have a dance around like that. <laughs> because I'm I'm all right, but you may not be. <laughs> you won't faze me if you do. It really won't. <laughs> I know you don't normally do those kind of things in church, but you know if you've ever been to India or those kind of places, you know all sorts of things happen there, and you just say, "Oh come on." <laughs> and as I prophesied, there was a noise, <clears throat> and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. What was that in response to? That was something God was showing him in the spirit in a way that he could understand that as he prophesied to those bones, remember this could be on the end of his bed, (laughs) he was prophesying to those bones. He wasn't up in the hills somewhere. He was literally in partnership with God. God was saying, this is the situation. I want you to declare my word in the midst of that situation. And the bones came together. Even as I looked, in verse eight, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Whoa. Lord, I've been doing you t- I, I prophesied as you said to do. <laughs> and he said, What did I tell you to prophesy to? Oh, the bones. Yeah, but look, they're still not alive. Ah, oh, what's the good of this? Oh, goodness me. I think I'll go back to the Baptist church, Lord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong, Baptist. <clears throat> I was one. <laughs> and the Lord said to me, prophesy to the breath. You mean there's more? I thought I'd already done what you said. No, he said, I want you to prophesy to the bones. Remember they said something else? The people said something else. What do they say? Our hope is lost. Yeah, first he's prophesied to the bones. And now God is saying... "I." Oh, You've done your prophecy to that. Now I want you to do this. See, God can show you these things. I'm not trying to get too sort of spiritual or whatever, but that, that's the truth. God can show you these things if you're prepared to spend time. Even just sitting on the bed like Ezekiel. I mean, I know he's written a good book in here, but you know, this is the reality of it. I had a similar thing happen to me, but there you go. He said, prophesy to the breaths. prophesy, son of man, say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, they lived, and stood upon their army, an exceedingly great army. Wow. So we actually saw this happening. You know, if you could see as God could see, you would say what he says, and you would do what he says. Yeah? If you could see as God can see, I want—I am persuaded, if you can see it, God has already given you the ability to say what he says and do what he shows you to do. Yeah? He doesn't give you for nothing. No. If you can see it, I know some people say, if you can see it, you've got it, but it sure is real. You know, we... we just talking about these back, the end of bed things, we had this happen to us in Mandurah. Um, We were pioneering a church down there years ago. And um, we had this meeting and it was absolutely terrible. The meeting was fine, but there was such a horrible spirit to the place. You know, we were in the Senior Citizen Centre down there and we had my friend Russell Sage come and and preach that day. And he said to me after the service, he said, what happened? I said, I really have no idea, Russell. (laughs) Because I, You know, I was the pastor of the church, but I really didn't want to be up the front at all. I just wanted to go and get out. I could feel how the people felt in the church, you know, I just don't want to be there. So, the following Friday, I was sitting on the end of my bed... (laughs) as some do, thinking, what on earth happened last week? That was the question. I asked a question. This comes by asking questions. This comes by asking questions. It huh? comes by asking questions, Lord. And if he's prepared to give you an answer, you've got the key. <laughs> and so I said, what was it, Lord? And he started to show me a picture similar to this, but not quite the same. I was actually standing at the end of the hall where we have the, prayer, where we have the meetings, and I saw this white stuff come in, then spread across the floor, then rise up to a certain level on the wall. I said, Lord, what's that? He said, It's the Holy Spirit. You either think I'm a madman now or whatever, but but Lord, it's not gone to the ceiling. He said, No, there's these things in there. The spirit of Tai Chi, there's a spirit of bitterness, the spirit da, 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 da. It went on. Well, what do I do with it? He said, I want you to speak renunciation of those things. I want you to break the power of those things from that hall. So I said, "Well, what do I do?" He said, "I, I, I renounce any association with those kind of spirits." Oh, one step back. We had always wondered why people would come and visit, but then move on. They wouldn't actually stop. <clears throat> so we did that, and I did that. Literally, and it took this probably took about five minutes and 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 that that white stuff went to the ceiling and that then went around the whole complex doing it in every every room and uh, we went out particularly I went into the foyer and there were some notice boards there and I saw this white stuff standing off the whiteboard. Uh, off the notice board I said Lord, why isn't it gone against the board and he said well he said <laughs> the stuff on there not a bee I said what do I do renounce it okay and I saw fire come out of the notice board and I thought, my goodness, you know, and, and there was a, a huge pyramid thing. If you've ever been to the Senior Citizen Center down there in Manchester. See, we're dealing in another area here. God is saying, if you could see as I could see, then you would say what I say and do what I show you to do. And it will actually preserve, it will actually change things for you in what in what you're doing. This is all a part of who we are as Christian people. Yes. <laughs> it really is all a part of it. And yeah, we talked about anyway, no, go so remember, this is the second thing they they're saying. Our hope is lost. You know, we never had a bad meeting like that again, ever. You know, and and it was like it was just like a new place to us, wasn't it, Hun? It was just never had that. You know, there were things like um, um Masonic ley lines which are empowering of the, of the works of the enemy. There, there was stuff like uh, there was a pyramid there, the New Age and Aboriginal land rights. They were all involved in all that sort of stuff. And somehow we were breaking this stuff off just at, sitting at the end of my bed. <laughs> yeah, and we never had it again. And, you know, that church just took off, built its own building down there now. We went to the 25th anniversary last year. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. We did continue in prayer. We didn't let it lie down. But you see, what, what are we seeing here in the in spirit? We're seeing something, this, this, this nation. It's a nation that we're talking about. It's not just one or two people. It's talking about a community. It's talking about a people group. However you like to look at it, through God's viewpoint. Not, not our materialistic enlightenment type view of materialistic world. We're talk, We're looking at it through a paradigm of God's eyes. And he says the reality, which is eternal, <laughs> is spiritual. We are spirit beings. We, we, we have a soul and we live in a body, but fundamentally we are a spirit. And it's in that area that we're dealing with what we're doing. That area that we're building what we're building. Now for me to stand here and say that, you know, 30 years ago, I said, Glenn, you must be crazy, you know, from my scientific, engineering, materialistic type background. But I tell you what, so so the bones have come together because he prophesied to the bones, and they've come together. Now he prophesies to the four winds, and the people live. Because God said, I will put, you know, if you actually flick over, and I'm not going to go too much, but... But in Ezekiel 36, he says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, saith the Lord. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and cause you to come. Ha, and you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. Amen. You know, when we work with God, we bring about the promise that he has said. But we have to speak what he says. And as we speak it, then we see it to come to pass. Yeah? Yeah, just because he prophesied something over us 40 years ago, he says, I want you to tend that garden. I want you to look after it. I want you to put, a tr- put, the tr- put it up against the trellis. And, and, and you know what I'm saying anyway, don't you? I want you to tend it. You just don't let it go. Because there's various things. Anyway. I'm almost finished, is that okay? (laughs) Our hope is lost. So when they were saying our hope is lost, it was almost like something had died in them. They'd lost the will to live almost. (laughs) But God was saying, I want to restore you back. And I've chosen my people to help you restore you back to that reference point. That that which I've declared for that property will come to pass. But you have to stand on that reference point, which is Jesus Christ. And we declare the righteousness of Christ over this city and return it to him. So they they stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. From being a people that were defeated, he literally saw in the spirit an army standing. Ha. If you looked in the natural, where are they for goodness sake? Yeah. But this is what God was saying. I'm raising up. I'm raising you up. Folks, he's raising you up. He's raising you up. He's raising you up. I'm just not saying this just for the sake of saying it. He's raising you up. But you are going to have to see as he says and say what he says and do what he shows you to do. And it may be just the most simple little thing. I think I'm right in saying that the revival in Argentina many years ago hovered on whether a bloke was asked whether he would be prepared to knock on a, on a, on a coffee table in the middle of a room. His name was Edwin Miller. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um, But um, he was asked by God just to knock. Three times, I think it was. And refused to do it. After a while... Okay, Lord. And the glory came down. And that was the start of the Argentinian revival, which, which brought however many people into the kingdom of God. I don't know. Just simple things... Not huge, go and pray and fast for 10 years, whilst that may help and certainly helps in various areas. (laughs) The the truth of the matter is, what we're doing, we're working with God who says, this is what these people are saying, now this is what I want you to say. This is what I want you to do. Yeah? Yeah? Therefore prophesy, he says this for the third time. Remember he said, prophesy to the bones, now prophesy to the four winds. And now prophet, so that was the, the bones and the hope. Now he says, I want you to prophesy to the people. Um, <clears throat> Thus says the Lord, behold, O my people, I will open your graves, cause you to come out of your graves. I will bring you into the land of Israel. They were saying, we are cut off. God said, you are not. Because I am the, the authority, you are not. So if you choose to look with my eyes, then you will see what I see, then you will do what, You will say what I say and do what I show you. I'm not talking just about a word of faith thing here. I'm just saying what God has actually literally given you. Yeah. I think there's a difference a bit between the whole thing. God has given you a rhema word. That's a totally different thing. I, I, I went around the world for five and a half months on 50 pound um, through 13 different nations based on one rhema word. Being granted great and precious promises, where to escape corruption, and that on the basis of that scripture, God put faith within my heart, an encounter with faith, and hopefully God's putting encounters with faith in your heart this morning, to recognize that you're part of something that God is doing. All He's asking you for for you to do is to stand, and see as He sees, say what He says, and do what He shows you to do. Make God choices. God choices. If you get nothing else out of it today, make God choices. Yes. Determine in your eyes to see what he sees, to say what he says, and do it. And he says, And I'll put my spirit in you, you shall live. I will place you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. You know, it, it is just a matter of simple obedience. It really is. It really just is. Um, our experience in a, in a small evangelical church in Birmingham, in England, we we went there and we didn't expect too much. But within two years, we had a full-blown revival going on. <laughs> it's an inner city suburb of Birmingham. <laughs> and so much so, we had no idea what to pray. All we knew is we were getting people coming to the Lord and we were having all sorts of interesting things happen. We were only there for two years in the midst of it. But, it, but at that time, I, I couldn't even I couldn't, I mean, I was the associate pastor at the time, but I really had no idea what the next move was. So I just started, I almost, I basically gave up praying my own words. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose this is what I, for me, I just said, Well, Lord, I'm going to pray in tongues. I have no idea what your will and your purpose is for me in this place. Lord, to be absolutely, you know, I'm as blind as a bat when it comes to spirit things, really, Lord. If I took my spiritual glasses off, I couldn't see a thing. Yeah. And I think we'd all probably say, hey, amen to that, hey. But Lord, whatever you say, whatever you show, I'll do it. And I started to understand as I did that, as I prayed in the Spirit, God would actually speak something into my heart. And I think, oh, is that God? Yeah, I'll have a go. And I started to find one thing after another would start to happen. Yeah. Now, I wasn't even sure whether it was God or not, to be honest. But I thought, well, I'm asking. So therefore, perhaps it is. And when I did it, I realized, yes, it was. (laughs) So I'm not suggesting you have to have some kind of great knowledge, but just do what the Lord shows you. Hold the cause (laughs) and do what he shows you to do. And what you'll start to see is what we've said here. A people who say their bones are dry, our hope is lost, we ourselves are cut off. God will give you the word to breathe life into their bodies. Allow the Spirit of God to come into them and come into the promised land that God has for them. Mm. Mm. Making God choices. Choosing to see as he sees. Choosing to say what he says. And choosing to do. Ha! Huh. And this isn't just for you. For, for for the church but it's also for you personally really because God has got you here for a time who knows it might be for many years pray it is but actually the things that on some of your lives which um, God has promised and you haven't come into those things and yet God is sa- saying today listen to me start to see things as I see them start to speak what I say and start to do what I show you. Yeah? And it's as simple as that. And it won't be as though you've got to go and climb mountain Mount Everest or something like that. It'd be just something that is so heart- heartfelt in here. You just do it naturally. Yeah, I'm not talking about complicated stuff here. I'm just saying tending the garden that God has given to you. Yeah. yeah, Personally. I, I, I really believe that God wants us to encounter that today. I, th- I think a good way for, for that to be w- would be just, just, can we do this? I don't know whether we can do this. <laughs> but, but just have groups of two or three of you get together, all right? Just talk through, just for a few moments, what we've just talked about. How does this apply to you? Pray for one another, then we'll come back together again. Does that sound okay? you may may w I think it's warmer up the back if you want to take your chair um, let's just do that to get together with a couple of other people and is that okay? yeah, okay. over to you. Are you clear what you' what you're gonna do huh yeah, that'd be good so we're we're going to be just discussing you know if you feel you're happy to be with your spouse, that, that, doing that, that's fine. If you want to be with somebody else, that's, that's okay as well. But we're talking about prophesying over your own life, over the call on your life, but particularly over the church as well. And just this prophesying into the situation for your life. Is that clear enough, Phil? All right? Okay. Not just a discussion group it's hearing god in the midst of it we're encountering him he said he said i will actually confirm the word with signs following yeah how are we going yeah father i just ask lord that as we've been seeking to encounter you that you would continue to grant encounters Lord with your word from today Lord for some of us it's not the easiest thing it's probably a bit different to what we've heard but Lord I ask you that in Jesus name you would help Lord understanding Lord that you would confirm your word with your signs following of what was spoken today today